I've been printing my photos at home for about three years now, maybe four, and I definitely have some opinions about it. And since this is the number one thing I get asked about in my DMs and on Instagram, I figured it was about time we talked about it here on the podcast. Welcome to Ask Andrea, a podcast about home life, working smart, and being a crafty babe. Hi, I'm Andrea. You probably know me online as Retro Hip Mama. I own Retro Hip Co., a company that runs on vintage-inspired creativity and a good balance of hustle and rest. I design and publish Retro Hip Magazine and create content all over the socials as a reminder to women that our creativity is important and should take up space. I'm so excited to chat with you and answer all your questions. Let's rock and roll. I want to start out with a disclaimer because it's the most obvious question for us memory keepers. Is it archival quality? Probably not. Maybe? Question mark? I doubt these photos will make it 100 years without any kind of aging, but I did read somewhere that the paper I use is acid-free, so there's that. Look, I'll justify this process until the cows come home because what's the worst that can happen? In 20 or 50 years, the photos will look dingy. I'll have digital copies. If it bugs me, I can reprint them. This isn't what keeps me up at night, nor is it the hill I'm going to die on. I found a process that works for me, for my budget, and my need to have my prints right away without leaving my house. It's the perfect situation, and I'd love to share it with you. But it's not as easy as upload to a store website and go pick them up in an hour. So you do have to commit to a bit of this process. But for me, it's totally worth it. I want to share the process without getting too far into the weeds with the technology behind it or the process of physically getting the photo, how to get the photo into the template, because that I'm just not going to explain. That's like design 101, and that's not really what I want to talk about. Um, if you can manage a computer and a printer relationship along with some sort of program that you can put photos into in some kind of template, then you can print at home. It doesn't have to be complicated. And there are even really photo-specific printers out there that take some of this technology or these steps out of the equation. But even before we take a photo or plan to print one, they kind of need a place to live. So I created a folder system many years ago for storing my photos, and it's still my tried and true method. Since this is a podcast, I will do my best to explain it. But if you're a visual person, I have a video on my YouTube channel that covers this. It's just a bit dated, but it's still relevant. But here's how it works. I use an external hard drive to keep all files. I store nothing on my actual computer hard drives because they fail and we need backups and it's just what works. So basically my computer is just like the road that gets the photos from my phone to my hard drive and where it's going to live permanently. So on my hard drive is a folder called photography. Within that folder, there are folders for each year. Within the year folders, there are monthly folders. Within the monthly folders, there are weekly folders. And inside of the monthly folder is also a folder called print. This one is super important, and we'll talk about that soon. It's like those Russian nesting dolls, but for digital folders. (laughs) I actually set up the monthly folders 
all at once when the new year starts. But then I do the weekly ones like in a month or two chunk at a time as I'm preparing to get the photos in there. So now that your folder structure is set up, we can really get started. And in a few steps, you'll see why you need that step. Um, but step one is to start. That's like step zero is setting up your folder structure. Step one is the process of taking a photo. So figure out what kind of camera you're going to use and what for. So I use an iPhone 8 Plus exclusively. I don't have any other cameras. I don't use a DSLR. So everything starts out on my camera roll. And I have a Google Photos app hooked up and synced on my phone. So it syncs everything from my camera roll, even videos. Uh, this is my online backup solution. Uh, I have a story highlight about this on Instagram if you're curious about kind of my backing up process. Um, but basically, everything's on my phone and I use Google Photos to online back them up online. And you'll see in the next couple of steps where I really rely on Google Photos to um, organize my pictures before I get them into my hard drive. Step two is to edit. Uh, I edit my photos as I go uh, on my phone, meaning that like I typically will edit photos as I take them or in really small chunks. So if I end up not being able to keep up and have to do a big mass edit, which would maybe be like two or three weeks worth of photos, then I go through my camera roll. I select only the ones I want to edit and I save them or I add them. If you're on an iPhone, this is all going to be like iPhone and Mac talk, but if you use another iOS or another <laughs> another operating system, then um, you can just like swap out the words, I guess. I just don't, I don't know anything other than Apple, really. Um, so I go through my camera roll and I select just the ones I want to edit and I save them or add them to a folder that I made within the Photos app called Photos to Edit. So then they just get placed into that folder. It's, it's a copy. So they still live on the camera roll, but they're also in this additional folder. Once all of the photos are in there, then I open up Lightroom on my phone, and this is the mobile version. And if you subscribe to Creative Cloud, Adobe, then, you know, you probably know that you can log in and that all of your photos are synced so that, like, if you edit photos on your phone and then you go to your Mac, um, that those photos in Lightroom will all show up with the same edits and all of that. So then I just select those photos from the folder so I don't have to select then, you know, weed through them all again. I just select all because they're all in that folder and they all need to be edited. Uh, and then I just save them right back to my camera roll. And then they save, you know, with the most recent things in the beginning. So then they save like in a good little cluster there at the front. Um, step three is getting them on to my hard drive. So since I use a Mac, I have a couple of options. I can use an app called Image Capture uh, if I want to pull the files directly from my phone using a USB connection. But Google Photos, we're just going to kind of roll with that uh, process because it is fairly easy and I have to use it for several parts of this process. So once I just make sure that it's all synced up like it should be, then I hop online on my computer and I will download the photos this way instead of through USB. Um, so this way, though, 
through through Google Photos, it downloads your photos into a zip file if you're downloading more than one at a time. And image capture, it downloads all the photos individually. So, you know, just to know that there's there's that difference. Either way, I still have two steps to get photos off my phone. First, in the Google Photos method, which is what we're going to talk about, is the photos are displayed according to the original image capture date. So when I edit a photo of Marshall from like several shots that I took, the edited one will appear next to the others and not in the most recent according to the date that it was saved. So it keeps the original metadata of the photo and it basically makes a copy. So I have to scroll through and look for the ones that I know I edited. And you can tell because they're going to be brighter. They're going to have been cropped. Like I would have just edited them. And I'm familiar enough with my photos that I know which ones are edited and which ones are not. Um, so I go through and I select them, you know, using like command. And then you're just selecting the ones that you're looking for. And so I scroll through, look for those, and then I download them all together and I save them in a zip file into that print folder for the month. So I know that I'm looking for like all the photos from July. I can find all those photos and get them into the folder so that they're in my print folder. Um, The print folder, again, is going to come up in a moment. So now they're in that pre-made folder and all the photos that I need to print are there all by themselves. Like there's no other things in there that get in the way. Uh, Second is moving the photos off of my phone permanently, which I do. I do not keep 10,000 photos on my phone. It just, I don't like that. It's hard to scroll through. It's hard to find the things that I um, want or need. So I'm, I'm, I've got a I've got a Google Photos backup, right? Now I'm going to have a hard drive backup. So uh, in Google Photos, you can do a search. And I've found that you could do a search for a date range. So for example, if week number one is January 1st through January 7th, 2019, I type that in the search bar. And then only the photos with that metadata and those dates show up for me. So then I just select all. It's, it does have a limit of 500 images per download. So if you've got like more than 500 in this one selection, then you just have to kind of manage that. Um, but you can select the whole, like every day has, um, it groups it by day. So within that week, you can see that it'll say Monday and you can just select the arrow or not the arrow, but like the check mark for that whole day. And it just, so you're only like clicking five times or seven times. Um, to get the whole month. Then you just download and you can also do shift D. That's another quick way to do it. Um, And then it will ask you where you want to save them. And you're going to go find that corresponding week folder that we saved earlier. So then all of your photos can get deleted from your camera roll because they are now saved in Google Photos or whatever online backup system you're using. And they're saved physically, you know, physically, but they're zipped up. You can unzip them later if you need to do anything else with them, but they're saved on your external hard drive. So now that you've got, and you don't, I don't, I don't do the moving off permanently every time I'm going to print some photos. Um, They don't happen always at the same time. It's just that we were on the subject. So I figured it was, you know, another step that you could take at this time. 
Hey babe, quick news break. The newest issue of Retro Hip Magazine is available, and you can get your own copy right now. Start out at retrohipco.com shop and click on the full issue thumbnail. From there, you can purchase the digital version by adding it to your cart and downloading it immediately after checkout. If a professionally printed version is more your style, then find the link to blurb books within the magazine description and purchase a beautifully colorful issue for yourself, and they'll print and ship it directly to you. Retrohip Magazine is designed for and by creative women. It comes with vintage flair and a modern twist. Every issue includes crafty inspiration, digital printables, and leaves you feeling happy and inspired. Grab yours today at retrohipco.com shop. Step number four, the last step, is to basically set up your, your printing method. I have a pre-set up template in Photoshop that allows me to um, drop a photo into uh, the template. And then I, I do a clipping mask to a gray box that allows me to have a white border around all of my photos. Now, this is where I can't, I just can't get very technical with you um, on this particular part of it, because I don't want to explain how to use Photoshop. I can't, I'm, you know, I'm not a teacher um, by nature. So, I mean, I would be more apt to um, do like a IGTV or a screen, screen capture um, of this process, but you can use Word. I mean, if you can drop photos into some sort of document and resize them to three by four or four by six or two by two, whatever size you want to print things at, then you can totally do this. Me, I wanted white borders. This is the easiest way for me. I'm familiar with Photoshop. I know I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good at computers and programs and things like that. So it was an easy way for me to do this. But you got to find what's easier for you and, you know, what doesn't drive you nuts. Um, so what I do on my Mac is I um, open up both windows. So I open up the Photoshop window and then I scooch my my folder or my Finder Explorer um, window off to the side so that both items, both windows are showing at the same time. So I've got um, my photos on the right hand side. I've got Photoshop on the left. And what I do is I take one photo at a time and I drag it over. I clip it into the mask, move it to where I want to move it. And then I go select the next photo. So I do all my three by fours together. I have a three by four template and I have a four by six template. And then I also just have a blank eight and a half by 11 that I put um, like two by twos. And it's got some grid or some guides already kind of made so that I can just snap it to the guide and, you know, make it the right size. So, but I do my photo uh, template creation, like, again, I kind of batch them. So I do all my three by fours. I just go through the photo kind of one by one and go, is this one that I want to print three by four? Okay, it's next. Then, so I got six, I can fit six on one eight and a half by 11. And so once I get to those six, I've got six on my eight and a half by 11 page. I save it as a PDF. I, I, I used to save them as JPEGs, but for whatever reason, the way that my Mac talks to my printer, 
I have more uh, color control and printer control when it's a PDF versus when it's an image. So I save them as a PDF and I just call it print one. That's the first one. And then in my finder, in my explore tab, now this, I do not believe that this is a feature on PCs because I used a PC for a really long time and I, this was not a feature. I was really happy when I got a Mac. Um, but what I do is I tag those six photos with a green little tag circle button so that I know that I've used those six fo fo photos already. Those are already ready to go. Then I go down in the line. Now, not all of my photos are all going to be three by fours all in the same section and then, you know, four by sixes. So I have to kind of move throughout the photo folder um, and decide which ones are coming next. And they're going to be out of, you know, out of order. I'm going to have skipped some. So that's why I use the color coding little tag system so that I know which ones I've already inserted. And then if I decide I don't want to use a photo that I have sitting in that print folder, I will make it red so that I know that I've already decided, I've already made a decision that I don't want to use that one. Um, so that when I'm all done, I can kind of scroll through and I can go, okay, now all of my two by twos need to come in. So anything that's a square, then I just throw it into the blank template with the guides in it and put those in. Then I, you know, mark those as green until um, all of my folder photos are um, in their their templates and I've saved them each. So each time, I, I kind of skipped a step, each time I, I save the PDF, then I go to my layers section and I select all six of the photos and I just hit delete. So I've deleted all of the folder, all of the photo layers. And then I start with a blank slate again. I put six more photos in, save it as a PDF as print two. So that when I go to print, what I do with my PDFs is that I will just bundle them all together. So um, on a Mac, there's an option for, um, actually no, that would be when I used to save them as JPEGs. If you do save them as JPEGs on a Mac, you can select them all. And then if you right click, there's an option to quick actions and you can save it all as a PDF and it will open and bundle them all. But if you already have your PDFs, you just open them all in, a you know, Acrobat and then you can just bundle them there or you can print them individually. Um, so basically that is... That's my photo printing process for printing them at home. I get them all printed. Most of the times I do this on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning when I feel like, um, you know, I just haven't printed in a while and I really need to get my phone cleared off. And um, I, you know, sometimes will do this every three or four weeks. It keeps me, um, you know, what I feel comfortable being caught up Uh I think that's, you know, I think that's kind of it. It's, I know there's a lot of concern around printing at home and um, whether or not it's acid-free, archival, all that kind of stuff. But like I said in the beginning, it's not something that keeps me worried. It's not something that keeps me from um, printing at home. Uh, if you have questions about what I use, um, head to retrohipco.com slash faves, and I have a whole section on all of the papers that I use. And, well, specifically, there's one photo paper that I use um, 
the next episode of this podcast is going to be um, about digital supplies. So we will talk a little bit more about the other papers that I use and what I use those for. Uh, but my the printer that I use is listed there uh, and, you know, kind of all the other things. And that is also where you can watch that print at home process video that I did several years ago. So I hope that you have found this episode helpful uh, and that maybe you've decided this is not something you want to <laughs> add to your list of things to do. That is a-okay. There are so many good places um, online uh, that you can get your photos printed. There's always deals places. There's there's always really great quality um, places to get your stuff printed. And I've, I've used them and they're great. Uh, but this is what works for me right now. I've got a good process and I think finding a good process and um, making that part of your regular crafting process in in general um, makes this a lot easier when it just kind of gets built in uh, to the whole process. And I know that this is such, this is such a a difficult thing for everyone is like, oh, I hate printing my photos. Regardless of how you're printing your photos, it is a frustration point for everyone. So I hope this makes uh, a little bit of sense for you and that maybe you um, will start printing your own photos from home or maybe you won't. <laughs> Either way, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Hey babes, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Ask Andrea. Just a quick reminder, we've got a few things going on and I'd love if you followed me over on Instagram at at Retro Hip Mama. And then if you wouldn't mind going to iTunes and giving this podcast a rating and a review, it would mean so much to me and I super appreciate you guys being here. 